0: On July 8th, 2014, Lars Mitank was captured on a security camera running from Varna Airport in Bulgaria. He hopped a fence and ran across a meadow, never to be seen or heard from again. Was he caught up in a drug smuggling ring, or perhaps something more sinister?
1: Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine.
0: And I'm Gray. This week, we are discussing the disappearance of Lars Mittank. Mittank? Mittank. Mittank?
1: I know, I immediately wondered if that was right.
0: <laughs> I've said it in my head I apologize. so many times. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. had to say it out loud yet.
1: Nope, not every episode i apologize to any listeners that we have some issue Uh every episode where we're like huh how do we say that thing it's
0: part of the charm
1: yeah it's part of the unedited charm of us yes um yes he lars we'll just call him lars Lars. will wow will is a german man who disappeared july 8th 2014 in varna bulgaria yep so that's the the basic gist here is this guy was vacationing at the golden sands resort uh he was involved in a fight he couldn't fly home he w- acted weird and then disappeared for reasons unknown so that's and the there's the quick video summary
0: of his disappearance which is what led me to this case because anytime there's like a case where there's like actual video footage kind of like elisa lamb it adds sort of like a creepy dimension to it because you can, you can visualize it a lot better.
1: Yeah. I got big Elisa Lam vibes from this whole story. Seriously. Like top to bottom was very similar. Um, Yeah. It's a weird story. This, uh, we, as you, some of you know, if you follow our Instagram, we kind of did a little topic swap this week. We are in the process of researching the Bridgewater triangle, which is a, a weird big hotspot down in massachusetts for paranormal stuff um we kind of just got to the point where we realized we wanted to have a couple potential special guests for that episode so in the interest of giving ample time to talk with them we put off that topic just a little bit so this was a i don't want to say a filler topic it's not a filler this is a great topic that we've had on our list for pretty much the entire time we've been doing this yep um but this was sort of a, a quick like oops we need something else to do and that's why we have two missing persons episodes in a row. Hey. So I, I want to apologize for that, but I know some of you are really into missing people, including myself. So it's not really a bad thing.
0: If you look at like, it, like we could fill like two whole, like subsequent, sh- like whole other podcasts with just missing persons and just like UFO. Sightings. Oh, yeah. So
1: yeah, easily. So that's kind of the cool thing. And like we were saying Last time, so episode 50 was um, the disappearance of Sneha and Philip from New York, uh, the woman who went missing the day before 9-11. Yep. Um, very similarly, like, it's fascinating because every missing person's case has its own very unique set of everything. I mean, backstory, like, immediately before they go missing, what happened. You, you have a whole different scenario of, like, trying to piece together... And they're all equally frustrating, I think, in the sense that none of them have an answer. I mean, that's part of why the person's still missing. We don't know if they're alive or dead. All you Mm -hmm. can do is speculate. So that's kind of what we like to do
0: most. So if we if we um, knew what happened, this episode would be called or this show would be called Knowable.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If it was like, oh yeah, they went missing, and then they were found, and it was like a very easy explanation, then we would have nothing to talk about. So. But this one is definitely interesting. This name has been in my brain for a long time. I think similarly gray. I think I saw the video at some point because I I looked, Mm -hmm. I watched it again today and I was like, oh yeah, I definitely remember that popping up somewhere, probably on Reddit. Um, And just the, the video alone, I mean, even with no context is spooky. I think anytime you have an actual visual, whether it be photo or video of somebody that you know is now disappeared it's just it's just got this spooky quality of like that's the last time anybody saw this person
0: right you Um, can kind of like put yourself in their mind state a little bit better too because you can read their body language and see how they're moving what they're doing and it's just um it's more personal
1: yeah it's definitely more personal it really you can see a photo of somebody but typically you know that's a photo from a different time and place um it's just it's not quite the same. I mean, that helps to kind of see what they look like, but I don't think it's the same as seeing footage of them the day they went missing. You know, that really kind of puts you again. The Elisa Lamb thing uh-huh. comes to mind, where it's like seeing them in ma- possibly some of their last moments. Well, that was some of her last moments. Right. Um, it's just yeah. It's just a weird. It's a weird feeling. It's, it feels like you're seeing something you weren't supposed to see. Um. So this story so the the more detailed story starts on june 30th 2014 yes lars Matank, maybe um 28 <laughs> year old dude traveled to the seaside resort of golden sands in bulgaria so he was with a group of friends apparently bulgaria is very popular among young people from germany i had no idea i <laughs> no expert on bulgaria i will admit i know <laughs> basically nothing about bulgaria i'm pretty sure yeah, i i know too. it exists i know the name but like if you i looked at a picture of golden sands and i was like whoa it's like yeah like a beach resort
0: i just I always think of bulgaria as like cold and drab and very like soviet so i would not expect there yeah. to be like golden sands
1: no, I was very thrown off. The picture did not look like I imagined. I like almost like I don't know this is probably I hope this isn't offensive and i I'm fully aware of my ignorance in this, but I think, yeah, thinking of Bulgaria, I'm like a resort. I'm like, is it just like in the woods somewhere like what's going on here? I just I pictured it being like a more landlocked country oh, right. like
0: a like a like a mineral spring or something where you go and drink vodka and <laughs> sit in a uh yeah, like a sauna
1: right. I don't know. Picturing people with like the fuzzy like fur hats or something. I don't know. That's probably just like a terrible stereotype. But I just know nothing about this country, so had no idea what to expect. But no, this is like a very sunny, beachy. Yeah, people are going and hanging out at this resort. It's like an all inclusive thing. Um, so Lars and his group of friends they were from uh, this home was in a uh, Itzehoe. I don't. I have no idea how to say that um, in northern Germany. So they travel there. They're having a good time. They go out on July 6th. Um, They end up going to a bar. Makes sense when you think about a group of 28 year olds on vacation at a resort. They're out drinking. Um, They Lars got into a fight with four other men after a disagreement over football, like sound like a classic. They were fans of one team. He was fans of the other, like opposing teams classic well that's the thing people do i guess yeah um and this fight resulted in lars suffering a ruptured eardrum so for me initially reading about this fight i what i pictured was they're at a bar everybody's drunk they got into a fist fight in the bar or, you know or like right outside the bar like the type of thing where you start an argument and you're like let's take this outside whatever stereotype and then right they fought and he got this ruptured eardrum. but from what I read into it about the fight. And so one of this, one of my, uh, sources here is a long comment from someone called Prince Vegeta on YouTube. So nice. <laughs> definitely a very, so you know swords.
0: it's legit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And his icon was Vegeta. So nice. am I saying that name right? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, who said that the fight details are actually much more odd than that sounds. So that sounds pretty straightforward. Like fist fight in a bar over sports, you're drunk. That happens. Right. Um, but really, apparently what happened was that him and his friends got into just a verbal altercation in the bar. They left the bar. I don't know if they left because of that or just left on their own. Him and his friends got uh, went to McDonald's nearby. Lars waited outside while his friends went and got food. The friends came out and Lars was gone. They assumed that he went back to the resort. So they headed back, but he was not there. And he showed up the next morning and told the friends that the guys that they argued with at the bar had hired either some local or some Russian thugs to beat him up. Dang. So his friends said that the story wasn't very convincing, obviously like that is bizarre. Um, Like just various holes of like, if he was outside the McDonald's where his friends were inside and these thugs showed up a, why wouldn't he go inside the McDonald's like run to right. the closest place for safety um, or if these thugs really did show up and like overpowered him and like dragged him into an alley or something, he didn't really have much injury to speak of. He seemed like he had gotten a punch to the head, hence the ruptured eardrum. Um, and I guess he had like a slight jaw injury and a leg injury. So cool. my thought was like, if these guys really were hired by these other guys to go beat him up or even just, you know, Hired, I guess, sounds more premeditated. Like, if these guys were, like, told their friends, like, hey, go find this guy and kick his ass, right. I feel like they would do a little more damage than that than just, like, barely roughing yeah. him up and then being like, see they did ya.
0: did a pretty bad job.
1: Yeah. For four dudes against one dude, they did a not great job. Um, but either way, he was missing, seemingly, like, overnight, and it's unclear where he was. That's what he said happened. So presumably yeah. that he got... Dragged off and beaten up and was unconscious is what it sounds like. And then like came to and went back to the resort, um, which is just so bizarre. Um, so
0: I've never been beaten. Apparently they don't know what that would do to you, but does not sound pleasant.
1: No, it doesn't sound pleasant. And I don't know. It just seems like his injuries didn't seem consistent with somebody who had been beaten so badly that they lost consciousness, I guess. Right, unless you know that was just one really well landed punch to the head, and he just went out. I don't know.
0: That's what I like. If he if he got punched hard enough in the ear that ended up being ruptured, I guess that could potentially, like the force of that could rupture the eardrum and knock you out at the same time. So it could have right? just been. It could have even just been one solid hit.
1: Maybe. I mean, I feel like everything that I read about it seemed really conflicting because some. Yeah. Some things seemed like it would take some serious force to rupture your eardrum. And then other things were like, oh, you could just have like a really bad cold and like the pressure on your eardrum could cause it to burst. So it was like, Ugh. is it, is it really difficult to do or really easy? I don't know. Um, I'm not a, <laughs> not a medical expert. I'm doctor. Know
0: some throat doctor.
1: Yeah. Just FYI. I don't know that much about ruptured eardrums, but Anyway, so that's, that was his story that his friends didn't seem like they were totally signed on for, but they were like, all right, I guess so. Um, so they reached the end of their trip. He, I guess it didn't, he didn't immediately know he had a ruptured eardrum. He had some ear pain that was lingering, went to the doctor in Bulgaria. They confirmed that he had a ruptured eardrum. And so, um, the doctor advised him not to fly and prescribed him the antibiotic, uh, safiroxime? I don't know how to say it. Um, And the doctor later referred him to a hospital, which apparently he declined. I think the doctor was referring him to to a hospital to get surgery to fix his eardrum um, is what I read. But it seemed like he didn't want to get the surgery. At least didn't want to get it in Bulgaria. Understandable. You don't know maybe exactly where you are. You don't, you you want to go home first and get surgery there.
0: Right.
1: Um, So essentially he's planning to stay. I read conflicting stories on one said that he was told by the doctor to stay for 30 days, but then the other one just said that his doctor was just like, Hey, you might not want to fly immediately because it's going to hurt. Obviously nobody was requiring that he stay in Bulgaria. Just like, Hey, if you fly today, it's probably going to not be pleasant. Like maybe wait for it to heal or whatever. So his friends wanted to stay with him, but he insisted he was fine. So they went ahead and went back to Germany and he stayed. Um, he checked into the hotel color in Varna described by many an article that I read to be a quote, cheap motel. Yeah. Understandable. He's in his late twenties. He just potentially just needs a place to stay for a few nights. It seemed, um, or a month. I don't fucking know. Right. Either way, a cheap motel seemed like the way to go. Right. Um, apparently like a day or so after his friends left, which by the way, his friends said that he seemed totally fine in his right mind he seemed relaxed and you know he was just like you guys go ahead i don't want to keep you here um but a day or so later he began to act very oddly his erratic behavior was recorded by the hotel's closed circuit security cameras um he was like looking really paranoid and frightened he can be seen pacing up and down the hallway, looking out the windows, hiding in an elevator. Again, weird hiding in an elevator. That's Elisa Lam. Exactly, Elisa Lam. Um, Yeah, I had already been getting those vibes, and then I read that, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, it's freaky. Um, Yeah, it's like, gives you chills. So, yeah, he's only there for one night. Um, At one point, apparently, he calls his mom seemingly around, like, midnight, um, whispering, saying that four men were coming to kill him. And that she should cancel his credit cards, which is odd. That is weird. Um, Really weird. Like I just couldn't, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, why, if you thought you were in danger and you're in another country, why would you want your credit cards canceled? I just don't, doesn't seem to match up. Um, But yeah, he was acting very strange. His mom like was terrified after this call. He seemed super scared. Um, She booked him a flight home for the following day. He had also apparently been texting her, asking her to look up the antibiotics he had been prescribed. Um, Apparently, again, security footage showed him leaving the hotel at like 1am, but he came back later who we don't know where he went in that time. And then that next day he gathers up his stuff. He seemingly checks out of the hotel pretty normally. He went to Varna airport, um, which is the airport that serves the golden sands resort. He's, Seen initially very casually walking through the airport with his, all of his stuff. He, um, I guess it, it sounded like he did like need to be cleared to fly. So he like went to this medical sort like this, you know, doctor's office essentially in this airport,
0: Um, which I was unaware of the existence of until this case.
1: Yeah, me too. I guess it makes sense that there would be a medical area at an airport, but I just never really thought of it like that, that you could like just walk into the medical I don't know what you'd even call it. Like not really an office, but. Right. Well, know. see in yeah, other you countries, go... you don't
0: have to pay for medical care. So you wouldn't have to worry about paying for that. You could just go in and they're more worried about your health and safety than about money. So. Right. Weird. Yeah.
1: In America, you're like bleeding on the ground of an airport and some security guard is just like poking you with his boot. Like, eh, mm-hmm. you're fine. Move,
0: sir? You're in the way.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're in the way. We've got paying customers here. Um, Yeah, he goes into this medical services area. He is in there for about 46 minutes. Um, The doctor said he seemed agitated and nervous, um, mistrustful of the drugs he had been prescribed. Hmm. Supposedly, an unknown man walked in the medical area dressed like a construction worker. So again, the YouTube commentary I mentioned did say that in Bulgaria, construction uniforms and police uniforms look very similar. So worth noting that perhaps he thought it was a police officer. Again, he's not from Bulgaria. So this might not be something that he knows. Um, When Lars saw this man, the doctor said he seemed like he very... I mean, he was already anxious, but he seemed to get even more fearful. He mumbled something along the lines of, I don't want to die here. I have to get out of here. And then sprinted out of the office. Yeah. Spooky. Um, Left all his stuff behind. This is including his wallet, his passport and his phone. Um, And captured on airport security initially leaving the medical thing. He's like, he ran right out of there kind of goes into like a less urgent run throughout the airport, leaves the building, climbs a fence and runs into a meadow and then disappears into like this field of sunflowers near a highway, a uh, Bulgarian national highway a two. And that's the last time he's ever seen. Wow. Wow. And that's, and so, yeah, that's um, the
0: video is him like sprinting out of the the uh, airport. And you can see him kind of like look over his shoulder as he's running.
1: Yeah. Which initially, like, it, the video did strike me as weird because, yeah, he, I feel like he looks over his shoulder maybe once, like right at the beginning. But the rest of the run, he's not looking over his shoulder. He even, aside from like booking it out of the medical area, he kind of is like casually jogging. Um, and yeah, not like any kind of like maybe one look over his shoulder at the beginning but no other looking over his shoulder. So it's not like he seemed to really think somebody was behind him. And there's not much, I mean, like the footage of him actually climbing the fence is very poor because it's like right. from a great distance zoomed way in. It's like you can just barely see like a colored blob. Um but it just seems like more of a casual jog after he gets away from the medical area and doesn't seem like he actually believes that somebody's pursuing him. Right. Um, I feel like there's a super quick moment where it almost looks like he realizes he like left his important shit behind, like his phone and everything. Um, hmm. But obviously doesn't go back for it, and yeah, and then he's just fucking gone, and nobody has seen him since. Right. So, the only possible break in the case was uh, five years later in 2019 a truck driver picked up an unknown hitchhiker in Dresden, Germany. This is over a thousand miles Northwest of Varna, but it's been five years. So not like he walked a thousand miles. Um, and this trucker took this guy all the way to Schildau, which is just North of Berlin. So another good distance North. Um, so this trucker didn't know anything about this case at the time, but later he became aware of it. And then he said, then, that the man he took to Shildow looked like an older version of the missing person. Um, so if you Google Lars Matank, you can see there's a, a bunch of pictures that are like a picture of him a, next to a, um, what do you call it? When they like artificially make somebody look oh, older
0: okay. age progression.
1: Yeah. Did like a slate, I guess less of an age progression and more of like a, you know, this picture is him before he went missing kind of clean cut. And then this is him. If he had, you know, slightly more visible cheekbones and longer hair, like a beard, like more scruffy. Um, So that's the only like possible thing.
0: He's not super like distinctive looking. Like, no, he he looks like just like a generally like conventionally attractive German dude. Like, I feel like he's not there's nothing. He doesn't have any like specific features that really stand out. I feel like I've seen a bunch of people who look just like him and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to pick him out of a lineup of people who look similar to him, you know?
1: No. Yeah, he's he's a good-looking guy. He looks, you know, he's got, like, dirty blonde hair, mm-hmm. kind of tan, and yeah. I mean, he's, I thought about that, actually, when I was looking at uh, the pictures of him. I was like, man, it's so weird to think that if you were, like, really interested in missing persons cases, like, the way that my brain works, I feel like I would internalize what he looks like but I wouldn't necessarily like keep track of all the details, like of all the missing persons photos that you've seen. You'd easily see one of those people. Like if you just happened to run into somebody who was a missing person that you had researched, I feel like I would see that person. You'd have that moment of like, wow, they look familiar, but would you be able to connect it to like, that was this missing person or would you just assume like, Oh, I probably met them somewhere. Like, For me, like my day job photographing weddings, like typically if I see somebody that I can't place that I know isn't a client and I know isn't like a friend, I just assume like, oh, they are probably a guest at a wedding.
0: Right.
1: You know, somebody that I saw and like enough to sort of remember, but I wouldn't know their name or anything about them. Like I wouldn't know enough to put any details together to be like, huh, that's weird that they're here. I would just be like, yeah, I probably just photograph them indirectly and just didn't, you know, never met them. I
0: mean, there, no. so if you ever go on Tony Hawk, the skateboarder, if you ever go on his uh, his Twitter, he has mm-hmm. hundreds of tweets where it's just him, like, people walking up to him him and saying, like, does anybody ever tell you, you look like Tony Hawk? And he's, like, all the time. And they're, like, <laughs> weird. And they walk away, not realizing that yeah. he is actually, literally Tony Hawk. So Yeah,
1: you just met Tony Hawk.
0: Right. So I guess <laughs> it's it's, it sad. just goes to show that people, I know. He has a good sense of humor about it. He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good guy. <laughs> it just goes to show, like, you could literally see a famous celebrity that you clearly know who they are and therefore have seen their face many times, run into them in public and not know who they were. So, right, especially just some, like, kind of generic looking German dude who's, like, went missing a few years ago. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, don't you know about totally... that, that truck driver story. I feel like, I don't feel like he's right. intentionally trying to like mislead I just I don't I doubt the validity personally.
1: No, it, yeah, it's a bummer cuz I think from what I read it sounds like Lars's mom is obviously obviously heartbroken and very upset over this, but I feel like that probably gave her some mm-hmm. hope of like oh, he's he's out there somewhere and maybe he is. I mean, he totally could be. Um I heard of a case on unsolved mysteries where it was a guy that went missing um, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but you know, disappeared and he ended up like reappearing many, many miles from where he had gone missing. And they weren't sure, you know, because he lost his memory, they weren't sure what happened, but he essentially something had happened, some injury or some type of brain anomaly happened somewhere along the line where he lost all of his previous memories. And so oh, yeah. he didn't like know he was lost. Like he obviously I'm sure was confused. Like what the hell I'm just, you know, like stepped off a bus or something and was like, where the fuck am I? But he didn't know where he had come from. He didn't know to like get back to anything in particular. So he essentially just like started a new life and it was a really bizarre story. Cause he like ended up, his wife was just looking for him and looking for him and like would not give up. She was going everywhere she could. Um, I feel like I, if I'm remembering the details correctly, it was some situation where she was so active with like putting up flyers and contacting people everywhere that somebody ended up recognizing him and was like, wait a minute. And then she ended up finding him, but it was really heartbreaking because he had no memory of her and had like had, I believe he had a new partner, like a new wife or girlfriend or something. And he was just like, yeah, I I don't know who you are. Like, so she ends up finding the guy and then they're not even like a couple anymore because he's like, I don't know you, which is just awful, but shows that like that. I mean, that's obviously rare, but it can happen where somebody loses their memory. And yeah, like they, they know that they aren't where they maybe were supposed to be, but they don't know how to get back to that place. Right. Um, so who knows? He could be somewhere, but yeah, I think it's like you said, I don't think that truck driver was trying to do anything, but I think it's, I mean, that could have been him. Who knows? Right. Um, yeah, those are all the details that are known really. So there's a whole bunch of theories of what happened to this guy.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. This is so. a case where the, the theories run the gamut from like the supernatural to like the very natural. Like the yeah. one of the one of the big ones I kept seeing was that he was involved in like drug smuggling.
1: Yep.
0: Which I feel like is pretty plausible. It fits. It fits a lot of the sort of criteria, or it it, it makes a lot of the his behaviors make sense. Yeah. Paranoia. Um, I saw someone say that like canceling the credit cards doesn't make sense for this theory, but I think it does. Cause if you were running drugs with this like giant drug smuggling operation and like people thought that like him canceling his credit cards was so that people couldn't use his credit cards. Like they were going to kill him Mm. and take his credit cards. I thought it was more of a sort of like way of hiding. Like, You know, Mm, if you use a credit card, they can track you via your credit cards. And if you're this giant, you know, drug smuggling operation, you could potentially have contacts and wherever that can look up credit card information. So I thought it was a way of becoming like anonymous or like trying to like drop off the grid. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Being paranoid, looking over his shoulder, getting like nervous, um, being scared that he's kind of being left behind while his friends go back to Germany. Checking mm. into the CD hotel. It could all track.
1: Yeah. It all tracks. Yeah, there's definitely some... Ugh, I feel like I'm trying to remember now what... But I read a lot of people talking about their own theories and... Which is always interesting to me because it's just fun to see what other people think as far as like... Any details that they came across that like shot down a theory for them. Right. Because um, some people were saying... I read some theories that said that... Um, yeah, he was essentially like a drug mule and was basically taking drugs from Bulgaria back to Germany. And then it was like, well, why did he stay behind? And then it was like, well, maybe his friends were the ones who actually had the drugs and he stayed behind as some type of insurance Uh to make sure that the drugs made it there, which could potentially make some sense. Um, partly because, so there was a reported detail that wasn't confirmed, but supposedly they searched his suitcase that he left at the airport. Right. And there was nothing suspicious in there, no drugs. Um, so that sort of supported the idea that it wasn't necessarily him who had the drugs, but his friends. Right. And like when he was at the medical office, when the construction guy who he maybe thought was a police officer came in, he was like, oh shit, thinking his friends had already gotten busted and now they were coming for him. And right. that's why he ran.
0: But um, like, I feel like if he, to to shoot down my own theory, I feel like if he <laughs> did think that... The cops were onto him or whatever, and he, like, you know, runs out of this medical room, and nobody chases him, and then he's running out of the uh, airport, and nobody's chasing him, and he hops the fence, and nobody's chasing him. (laughs) Nobody's chasing him. Like, the whole time, nobody's chasing him, so he could, he would have seen that, and it just seems like an irrational thing to keep going with. Um, You know, he could have, I don't know, like, he could have come back to the airport, or I feel like he would have resurfaced in some way. Right. Somewhere under his real name, because it's like he could have just gone to a country that doesn't have an extradition treaty with Bulgaria. And then yeah. not had to worry and then just never go back to Bulgaria again. Right. Um, although I guess he so wouldn't have
1: had to like be anonymous.
0: Right. He wouldn't have had to like just disappear and never hear from him again. Like especially his mom. Like he could have contacted his mom. Yeah. You know, and been like, hey, like I'm safe, I'm living in fucking Brazil or whatever now.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't it just for some reason that just that theory didn't fully make sense to me and yeah. and I think part of what goes along with that theory is people feel like, "Oh, maybe he was running from the police and went off like into the woods or whatever and um like got lost in the woods or perished in some way in the woods." But if you look at like the Google Maps of the airport and what the surrounding area is like, it's not like deep dark woods, you know what I mean? It's right not really much vegetation at all. Um, like there's a little bit, but keeping in mind, it's an airport. Like it's not in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like there's just miles and miles of like deep, dark, complex forest around it. Like it's basically there's stuff like whether it's a highway or a town, very close by in all directions. So like, there's no way realistically, unless he like immediately upon entering those woods, like fell and died he did not right. get lost in those woods and couldn't get his find his way out like he it just wasn't right. it wasn't that so i feel like people saying that are not really looking into it any more deeply than like oh he ran off into a field it's like okay but beyond that field there wasn't really much of right. anything it wasn't like i don't know i feel like even me initially i was like oh okay like yeah he went and got lost in the woods crazy but then as soon as you look further into that detail you're like no there weren't woods for him to get lost in so
0: yeah those were not nothing. like getting lost in a bowl woods
1: no like he easily could have found his way to the highway or any other thing surrounding there or again like back to the airport he wasn't that far right um yeah so the drug thing is possible maybe i mean i think that partly gets pinned because like it's a group of young people going to a resort potentially with some amount of money who knows like I feel like that just kind of comes into it because it's like, well, they were probably doing drugs or like involved with drugs somehow. Right. Um, definitely could, could make sense, but I don't know. Um, another theory that doesn't have too, too much to say about it, but obviously that he had some type of traumatic brain injury. Yep. Um, we know fight. that he, yeah, he got into a fight. That's for sure. Who fought him or what the scenario was with that? We don't know. But it's definitely possible that he had um, some type of injury, maybe even like a brain bleed that can cause things like hallucinations and delusions. Mm -hmm. Um, And that could potentially... I don't know. I didn't really see a whole lot talking about how extensive their search was for him. Right. If this was like, you know, days or weeks long of them searching the area and they couldn't find him or what the situation was. But I guess my thought is... If it was a brain injury, which is certainly possible, if he got into this fight, from what I read, that type of thing... I mean, b- brain bleed, if it's not detected by the doctor, can kill you in the matter of just a couple days, um, if it's more severe. Uh, my my like inclination, my instinct would be that you'd have more symptoms than just the hallucinations and like irritability and all that stuff. I don't know for certain. Like, I'm not not a doctor (laughs) crazy (laughs) if i was a doctor i might not have a podcast on the side yes but i mean maybe i would i'd be into that but i just don't know i feel like because i mean considering he went to the doctor for his ear hurting now it's not unlikely at all that the doctor wouldn't have done because it said that you need to have like a a brain scan done to detect a brain bleed so unless he was showing some serious symptoms of that i don't think it's necessarily it's not like it's implausible that like, Oh, he went to the doctor and they didn't do a scan. Like that's, that would be expected that they would be like, you're fine. Um, Right. But then he saw another doctor at the airport and you would think that if he had like a bunch of symptoms that were like concerning, especially Mm -hmm. if he was about to get on a plane that they would have been like, bro, right. You need to, your brain is chill. Yeah. Your brain is bleeding. Something is wrong, especially potentially if he went there to get checked, to see hey how's my ear doing i got into this fight i mean you would have to expect that he gave them some details of what happened and if they were realizing he got into a fight and then seeing these potential signs of a brain bleed they might have been like dude
0: right but it didn't seem like maybe the doctor- symptoms would have been more extreme to the point where a doctor would have noticed like if his if his brain was right. bleeding bad enough that it caused him to disappear and like potentially die in some weird way I feel like yeah. his other symptoms would be just as extreme and therefore just as visible.
1: Right. Cause the thing that I was reading, like talked about like vomiting and headache and all kinds of stuff that I feel like it wouldn't necessarily just be the more delusional side of things that there would be other symptoms that either the doctor would have noticed or that he would have complained of like, you know, maybe in his mind, not thinking yet a brain bleed, but just thinking like, is this connected to this ruptured eardrum? Do I have like an infection or something? Right. Um, But who knows? I mean, yeah, if that can kill you pretty quickly, what if he went off into this wilderness, this field or whatever, and the brain bleed killed him? But I guess it doesn't explain. Again, if it's not deep, vast woods that he disappeared into, you'd think that they would have found his body by now. I mean, it's been five or six years. You'd think that they would have found something. So there's that. And then um, I guess ultimately nothing that we can... Theorize explains why they haven't found him If he died very shortly after Um, Mm -hmm. Which plays into my Next theory which is the antibiotics Themselves did you think of this
0: Yeah I vaguely read about the symptoms of the Antibiotics but the symptoms Seem just kind of like The symptoms of every drug ever Dizziness, vomiting, diarrhea
1: Yeah oh no I went deep (laughs) I was up until like midnight last night reading about antibiotics (laughs) Wow yeah, it happened so quickly. I was like, you know, in bed on my phone, and then suddenly I'm like, oh shit, it's eleven forty-five. I gotta I gotta go to sleep. Um so yeah, I don't know why I just initially thought, like, what if it was something to do with the antibiotics? Um
0: That's like the biggest sort of factor that changed between him being normal with his friends to him being paranoid and whatever. Him yeah, starting to take which, antibiotics.
1: Right. Like he did again, the potential brain injury that could still play in because that it wouldn't be an instant thing. If you had a brain bleed or another type of brain injury, it's not like you get punched in the head and you're instantly having these effects that could have taken a few days too. So that is possible. But for some reason, the antibiotics stuck out to me. Um, We assume that he started to take them. I don't think there's a guarantee of that, but several of the stories that I read said that he did stop at a pharmacy to pick up his antibiotics. So, we're going to assume right. that he took them. Um, so this sephiroxime also known as ceftin or Xenosef classic, like medication names, right? All, you know, different, whatever brand names. Um is a, yeah, weird brand names that have like part of the name in them. But yeah, Xenosef is like so classic, um, is a cephalosporin antibiotic. So this is a large group of antibiotics. There's like different grades of them. I think they called them, um, used to treat bacterial infections. So these are bactericidal. They kill bacteria directly by interfering with how bacteria build their cell walls. So yeah, common side effects are that basic shit that you read about. Um, Nothing really applied. You know, it was like diarrhea is a common antibiotic side effect and headache and whatever. There were a couple that are sort of like, I feel like every medication has like, these are the common ones. Don't worry about this. And then these are the next level of like, if this happens, call your doctor. There was restlessness and irritability on that list, but not quite enough, you know, to explain what was going on with him. But then I was Googling antibiotics and delirium to see if there was any type of connection. There was a study done on neurotoxicity with antimicrobials in the elderly. So this was talking about, I guess it wasn't specifically just the elderly, but it was talking about how the elderly... And people with pre-existing central nervous system disorders and or renal insufficiency. So some type of kidney issue that would cause poor filtering of um, things like this right, would be more susceptible to rare phenomena like neurotoxicity, but it mentioned manifestations happening in people of all ages of psychosis or delirium. Oh yeah. Quote, various reports implicate cephalosporins in neurotoxic events there was a paper done that illustrated a spectrum of adverse central nervous system effects, which include altered mental status, um, things like coma seizures, um, even like long lasting five minute or more seizures. And mentioned that among the antibiotics with the most frequent reports of this were uh, this, this sephiroxime was among those that had the most frequent reports. Wow. Um, That study referenced another study that I read that mentioned that the typical time period for altered mental status induced by these drugs is one to ten days following the start of the medication. So that would track. Um, and yeah, mentioned that cephalosporins such as cefuroxime, among others, have been associated with a reversible encephalopathy, which is damage or disease that affects the brain, with temporo-spatial right. disorientation. So temporo-spatial relating to both time and space. So just general confusion. Um, right. And there was also a press release from 2016 on the American Academy of Neurology website, which had the title common antibiotics may be linked to temporary mental confusion. Hmm. Um, They did a study where researchers reviewed all available scientific reports and found case reports on 391 patients over seven decades who were given antibiotics and later developed delirium and other brain problems. Um, 47% of those had delusions or hallucinations. And again, found that there was a quick onset of symptoms within days. So, not that this explains Jeez. everything, but I am like hard into this antibiotic theory. And there was actually a Reddit thread talking about this because all of these unsolved mystery, there's actually a Reddit subreddit called unsolved mysteries. Um, so there were several threads about this case. And somebody commenting actually said that he took antibiotics for something and had like crazy hallucinations like for the few days until he stopped taking them when he was like, whoa, shit. So right. it does happen. Um, obviously again, a rare side effect in the scheme of things, but possible.
0: Right. So interesting for
1: me. Yeah. I, I don't know why I like ran the antibiotic game so hard, but <laughs> just something about it, like the specific antibiotic being mentioned, I was like, maybe it's something to do with this. And, um, but it still doesn't explain. I mean, I think the fight for me, is such a weird detail that obviously could be totally unrelated. That could have just been the catalyst for him having the antibiotics.
0: It it you also I mean? could have been just put him in the mindset of um, well, the fizz phys- like he could have gotten a concussion from the fight mixed with the mm. hallucinations from the antibiotic, which then caused yeah. him to delve into, like, you know, just kind of like combined to put him in this paranoid state. Right. Or And, like, also the idea of, like, fighting and potentially being nervous that, like, you know, the guy could have said something along the lines of, like, you know, I'm going to get my friends to, like, whatever, like, you know, some some veiled threat like that. So then that puts him in a paranoid state of mind, plus with the concussion and or brain damage, plus the hallucinations from the, like, it could could have all just been piling on each other, which then created this paranoid state of mind. I guess the thing about that, though, is why did he panic when he saw the construction worker slash cop? Because he would be expecting whatever, like street thugs or mafia dudes or something like not a cop. That's what's weird to me.
1: Right. I guess my thought going along this theory is, yeah, if he was delusional and like you said, this fight kind of put him in that state of mind, like, I mean, it's possible this guy was completely unrelated and looked nothing like those guys, but like maybe the guy looked kind of like one of the guys or just in his mental state, he thought he looked like one of the guys and he had some paranoid thought in that moment of like, oh shit, he's like dressed as a construction worker so he can move about the airport more freely or something. And now he's found me. I don't know, like maybe just his mental state wasn't he wasn't functioning quite at hundred percent. So maybe just, I don't know, something about that guy tipped him off where he was like, Oh shit. Right. That's, that's one of them. He looks like one of them or like, they're
0: working know, yeah, with that, the police. That paranoid,
1: yeah. They're working with the police, something. It was just spiraling. And I don't know that dude just set something off for him where he was like, Oh fuck. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the the fight really throws this off for me. I think if they're, if the fight was just a simple fist fight in a bar that then spurred, the eardrum rupture and then the antibiotics and then this i would think like okay yeah he just took the antibiotics it fucked him up and he had this like mental break um but something about just the weirdness of the fight like i said the fact that he disappeared from that mcdonald's said that they had guys after him and like beat him up that seemed bizarre anyway. So some people were theorizing that he was already starting to have a, some type of mental break, some type of, I don't know if there was potentially some previous injury or just some type of issue going on that was affecting his brain functioning.
0: Well, that was, that, that was kind of my theory was that he could yeah. have had the onset of schizophrenia because mm. he's right in the age range where schizophrenia could be coming on. Um, if he, if it was just starting to, to, come on he wouldn't have been taking antipsychotics for it nor would his family know that he had schizophrenia nor would he so right. the paranoid delusions and you know it's a, it's a hallmark of paranoid schizophrenia that you think people are out to get you and that they're tracking you with various things it would explain mm. his um, reluctance to take the medicine and thinking that the medicine was doing something to him um, it would explain right. why he had his mom cancel his credit cards because that's an irrational thing to do. And, you know, in reality, whoever's tracking him probably isn't tracking his credit cards, but in right. the state of mind where you're paranoid and think that everybody's out to get you, that would make sense. And why he panicked yep. when he saw the construction worker, he could have thought like, Oh, it's all some conspiracy They're in the police yeah. and they're coming for me. And, you know, even, I don't know, like if, if he thought it was people trying to kill him, Running from the airport is irrational. You're going from yeah. a relatively safe place where there's like guards and people with guns and like police officers. You're running from the airport out into a field where you're then a sitting duck and you have no help unless you're afraid right, of the true. police specifically. But it's an irrational thing and it's something that somebody who's not in their right state of mind would do. Yeah. So could be yeah, schizophrenia. I think-
1: could be yeah i hadn't even really thought about that that makes a lot of sense too that yeah there was potentially something i think no matter what there was something whether yeah it was schizophrenia that maybe maybe the antibiotics were totally unrelated and that was just that just ended up being a detail that confused people um or or something induced by the antibiotics again plus maybe plus a concussion or whatever um i think definitely could explain why why all that went down the way it did why he ran away and I think probably supports, I mean, for me, I don't think, I definitely don't think that he could have died that shortly after disappearing from the airport. Cause I feel like they would have found him. Right. Especially like, again, if he died like in that field, if he had a brain bleed or something or hurt himself trying to cross that field, that they would have found him. They had, that had to be the place where they were looking. Um, so I feel like this lends itself to, even if he's not alive today, that maybe just he was in the midst of such a intense mental break that he did like, didn't know where he had come from, didn't know where to go back to. And he was hitchhiking or traveling around in some way. And, you know, maybe he's part of the homeless population somewhere and he's right. never going to be found. Um, or yeah, like just ended up dying somewhere else, somewhere just far enough away from where he disappeared that it wasn't connected. You know, right. he, if he appeared to be this disheveled, homeless man as sad as it is in a lot of the world that is not something that would be taken super seriously they wouldn't be like looking for family per se oh yeah well think about how many like
0: jane doe cases or john and jane doe cases that we've seen where it's just somebody dies in some random place and it's like oh we have no idea who this person is and they're just like yeah they're just uh you know buried in a pauper's grave with no marking because they don't know who they were
1: Right. Yeah. He had no passport or ID or phone even on him. Um, so easily anywhere that he died, if he wasn't close to the airport and it wasn't, he wasn't found in the time period where they were looking, which as we know from cases like this, unless there's some bigger connection with the family having kind of access to um, influence the local law enforcement like these things are people are looked for for a short time and then it's like well we don't know you know maybe if something new happens let us know but otherwise like they can't look indefinitely so if he wasn't found in that short period where they were looking then he may never be found and yeah if he's an unidentified man found again in a country that he doesn't belong in so there's nobody nearby that knows him nobody to recognize him um he could have easily just died somewhere and just nobody knew so yeah it's just fascinating to wonder how he got there and always a bummer to know that we will probably never know
0: probably not unless it's
1: one of those rare cases where something comes up years later but typically that doesn't happen people are just gone man you never know
0: never know But yeah I wonder the
1: antibiotic thing freaked me out and then I was like oh shit like even if it is rare the idea that some people take antibiotics and get these i mean again alterable and fixable but like total crazy brain breaks where you just start having hallucinations from your antibiotic is freaky to me
0: right just one more thing i'm scared of (laughs) and like neither of us have experience like tripping so if we just started tripping it we wouldn't like know how to handle ourselves
1: yeah i feel like if i took a medication and just started like hallucinating i mean consider the fact that chances are if you were given a antibiotic for like a bacterial infection, you wouldn't be taking that in a hospital more, most likely you'd be taking that at home. So what if you just started taking it and you're just like hallucinating like crazy and you're like, what the fuck? Like what is again, Is a good thing that it Yeah, was happening. Like it seems like if you are aware of it and you stop taking it, it will stop pretty quickly. So it's not like this is now your permanent state of being, but it's still still worrisome. Yeah. I definitely was prescribed antibiotics one time for a possible ear infection, which was really frustrating because the doctor like didn't even really see me. He was just like, Oh, your ear kind of hurts. Like you probably have an ear infection. Here's a prescription. And I was like, the fuck didn't even like look at my ear. Classic. And I got the prescription. I was like, okay, I guess. And like ended up Googling the antibiotic because I'm me and I'm not going to just like take it. And it was linked to like rare, but like several cases of young, healthy people having heart attacks. And I was like, no, no, not doing that. Like I'd rather deal with a possible ear infection than worry every minute of every day after I take this, that like, is that chest pain me having a heart attack now? Uh, All good. All good. So I didn't take it. And my ear was fine, by the way, I didn't have an ear infection, but yeah, it's scary to think about, but yeah. So that's, that's Lars Matank. We have no idea. We think... Maybe... I, I don't know. I'd like to hmm. think he's somewhere out there still.
0: I hope so, too. I, I think... I don't know. I think he wandered away and... You know, was either... See, an, an, another thing, too, that makes me think of schizophrenia or something more long-lasting than just the drugs is... If he had wandered away from the... Uh, airport and then the Mm. antibiotics wore off or his traumatic brain injury healed, he would come to his senses and be like, Oh shit. I like need to go see my mom. But if he had this paranoid schizophrenia, he would be in a prolonged state of confusion and paranoia. So he could have wandered away from the airport. I don't know, like tried to swim across the black sea or take a, like hop on a train to try to like hitchhike somewhere And then somewhere along the way, like you said, he, he dies as a, you know, unknown homeless person who's with like a scruffy beard in some weird circumstances. Or maybe he did something even sadder. Like he went and like hid in a drainage pipe that he died in for whatever reason and his body was never found or he like hid in a hole or climbed a tree or did something to where his body was never found. Right, So, I think that's probably the most likely, which is why he's never contacted his mom.
1: Right. I didn't think about that aspect of the antibiotics. If, from what I read, it seems like once somebody stopped taking them, those effects would go away. So, even if he was hallucinating on the antibiotics, presumably, no matter what, I mean, he wouldn't have had a way. He didn't have any money or anything like that. So, he didn't have a way to, like, access more and it's not like a thing you're not like addicted to it you know what i mean it's not like he needed to get more anyway. so right presumably like as soon as he ran away from the airport then he was out of antibiotics he didn't have them on his person we don't think so it's not like he and even then he had maybe like what like a week's worth it's not even like you get right. like a month's worth of these you get a week's or 10 days right. or something worth and that's it so even then unless he died in that time span for whatever reason he was still taking them Right. But I feel like even that, your mind, your state of mind, I don't think would be such that you'd be like, oh, got to take my antibiotics. Like you would not be in a condition to do that. So yeah, you'd think that like within a, a day or two, he'd be back to normal, more right. or less. Right. At least normal enough to be like, where am I? Right, where um, am I?
0: And have some memory of where he's from.
1: Yeah. Theoretically. And again, he wasn't lost in the wilderness, so he would have easily been able to get to people to be like, Hey, something's wrong. I'm lost. Like contact somebody. He would have been able to find his way back. So yeah, definitely points to maybe something more long lasting.
0: Yeah. Poor Dang. guy. Poor Lars. Really
1: yeah. Poor Lars. Like what started off as just like a nice vacation, a resort ends so strangely. Yep. So yeah, we would love to know any listeners. What do you think happened? Have you, Heard of this case before? Do you have any theories? What do you think of our theories? Let us know.
0: Let us know in the comments below. I don't yep. even know if there's comments below. There's not. <laughs> there's there's well, not comments below.
1: if somebody's on Podbean, they can leave comments. Oh, there you go. And they can. Yeah. You can go to our Instagram at yep. a noble podcast. You can check out our Patreon. Oh, listeners. We just added new tiers to Patreon. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, wild. just the five dollar a month tier the lowest tier possible you will get access to extra bonus episodes
0: yep yes we these don't have are them be,
1: yet. yeah we don't have them yet but they're, they're coming. coming um we're going to be doing what gray has dubbed unknowable adjacent episodes so yes these will not be like our classic cases those are all going to stay free and available but these will be um for the most part right now, us talking about favorite episodes of the X files that obviously deal with unknowable topics. Uh Um, we're going to watch movies, you know, things like the Mothman prophecies where we're going to watch the movie and talk about that together. We're going to talk about, you know, other unknowable topic shows, documentaries, things like that. Um, so if that sounds something like you would enjoy, go check it out. We're also doing various tiers have things like custom art from gray. Um, early access to episodes. You can get things like a tote bag and stickers and all kinds of cool stuff. So go check us out on Patreon and consider becoming patrons. You're going to get some cool stuff.
0: Totally worth it.
1: But other than that, our Bridgewater Triangle episode is coming up. So if you or anyone you know lives in the area, knows some cool shit and especially has had weird run-ins with anything weird feelings weird sightings things you've heard anything um right contact us message us on instagram if you want to just have us read your story or you can go to our website a go to the contact area and we have a google voice number if you would like yes. you can call and leave a voicemail and we will use your actual audio on the episode
0: which would I, I don't want to bias you as to what to do, but that would be the coolest option because it'll sound yeah. cool because it's all, you know, voice recording, but also you get to have your actual voice in an episode of Unknowable.
1: Yeah, it'd be super cool. And we have one confirmed special guest for that episode, which is a uh, paranormal investigator Chris Pittman. He lives down in Massachusetts. He knows a lot about the Bridgewater Triangle and also a lot of UFO. Cool stuff. He has agreed to talk with us, which is awesome. Um, right. So he's gonna be on super the episode excited. and potentially, yeah, we're super excited. This is our first ever interview with anybody. um Dude knows way more than we do, so that's gonna be cool. And we have one other potential guest that we will not tell you unless it's confirmed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't want to play it up. But right. um, yeah. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming sometime soon. We decided we may take a trip down to the Bridgewater Triangle, so this may take a little longer. Than we thought, but definitely sometime in the next couple months
0: that is happening. Yes. I swear to god we're gonna so. do an episode on the Bridgewater Triangle.
1: <laughs> I swear it's happening. Swear to God. So yeah, come talk to us, tell us what you think. And yeah, this is episode fifty one of Unknowable. Unknowable. Love you.